Hello and welcome to the Soulful Self Podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Cora. This podcast is a resource for all spiritual beings to grow personally, heal emotionally, and align with our highest spiritual involvement, no matter what this human experience throws our way. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Soulful Self Podcast. I am your host, Chelsea Cora, and as always, I'm so extremely excited to have you here today. Today, we have a very important transformative topic, which is the transcendental power of love. I'm talking about love today in perhaps a way that I have not talked about it before. And in order to get us started, I'm going to invoke the wisdom of a quote from one of my favorite authors, Florence Scovel Shin. It goes like this, love is God in manifestation and the strongest magnetic force in the universe. Love is God in manifestation and the strongest magnetic force in the universe. I believe this to be true, not just from a mental standpoint, but from an experiential one. Ever since I have been operating from a place of pure, unconditional love, the type of love that is not relegated to a situation, a set of circumstances, conditions, or a relationship, but the type of love that is the all-knowing, beautiful, wonderful, cosmic life force that encompasses all of existence. Since I have been consciously invoking that energy, the inclusion of all things into everything that I do, It has made such a difference in my life. Love is a selfless concept, not in the idea that we are not including ourselves, we are, but in the idea that the self, quote unquote, is an individualized expression of consciousness. It's not the whole picture. So being selfless means going beyond the self, transcending the self onto higher levels that actually include every single thing, every being, every object, every energy, even the energies that appear to be opposite of love. Because everything that is not love is an illusion. The only thing that is real is love and everything else is an illusion. And we're going to touch on that point a lot more deeply in a little bit. But I want to give a couple of examples of how I have invoked this all-powerful cosmic life force of love into my life and how I have seen real tangible changes as a result. 
So the first example that I will give is I recently went on a vision quest in nature and I talked about this on the last episode, which was a day where I spent like 10 hours in a national forest by myself, by myself in quotes, because I was actually surrounded by incredible divine beings such as trees and leaves and bugs and dirt. All of these things have a consciousness, which I'm very fortunate enough to be able to feel since I have been on this awakening journey. And during this day, I had to use the bathroom several times. And at least a couple of those times, it was number two, right? So I had to do it out in nature. Now, I didn't have to do it out in nature. I didn't have to do anything. I did have the option of walking a really far way back to the bathrooms that were by the parking area, but that would almost defeat the purpose because I was there to be in nature, to be in the wilderness, and to experience what it is like to go back to kind of like these natural roots, almost like how a tribal community might operate or somebody who is living in their true home, which is, in my belief, in nature. Now, when we are living our normal, modern, westernized lives, we have toilets that dispose of our waste so quickly, it's like we don't even have to deal with the fact that we have waste And this is almost a source of shame and trauma for a lot of us, is confronting the fact that we have these very human bodily functions. You know, we have embarrassment about going number two in the restroom and somebody finding out about it, especially as women. And this was the cultural narrative that I personally was raised with. Ever since I was little, I was taught the idea that Poop and pee, but especially poop, is disgusting, it's gross, it's nasty, and you don't want to be associated with it at all. Yet, it is a natural part of being human, and one or more times a day, it is something that is going to come out of my body. So when we get in this habit of shaming and denying parts of ourselves, no matter what it is, then we start to live in the sickness of separation, being separate from our own selves, not accepting ourselves fully, not loving ourselves fully. So when it comes to having these natural functions and actually confronting the fact that we have them and making it okay and invoking love in the process. Love is the inclusion of all things. Love means that I accept and honor the fact that my body has this natural waste process and that the natural waste process resulting in feces is something that can actually go back to the earth and be used by Mother Earth as fertilizer to grow new things and create rebirth. And this template of life, death, and rebirth is something that permeates our life in really every way. Energetic ways, emotional ways, we're constantly cycling out things that no longer serve us in order to make space for what does. And it's beautiful how this metaphor transpires 
throughout so many areas of our life. We see examples of it within our own digestive system. We see examples of it with the seasons that change every year. We see examples of it with our own bodies that are young until they grow old, until they die. And our spirit is constantly in this wheel of life. And so going back to defecating in nature, what this, it was a process for me to get to that point because I came into this spiritual journey very westernized. I was living in the middle of a really big city and nature kind of scared me a little bit. And the idea of using the restroom in nature, I mean, even going pee in nature was too much for me to handle back then. But as I have been initiated deeper and deeper into the realms of spirituality and shamanic tradition and having a very personal, practical connection with Mother Earth, this idea doesn't feel so crazy to me anymore. It's okay if it feels crazy to you, though. No worries. Always take what you like and leave the rest. That is my disclaimer forever on this podcast. But the point is that when we start loving all parts of ourselves, but also when we can view the lens of this entire universe, of this entire world, through the lens of love, then we can find a very deep, powerful sense of wholeness in our lives. And anytime that we find wholeness, there is great power. I'm not talking about illusory power, the type of power that necessitates controlling, manipulating other beings. I'm talking about authentic power, the power that naturally arises when we know our true selves. Knowing our true selves, by the way, is to know our God selves. Knowing our true selves is to know the entire energy of the cosmos, the energy of creation, all that is, all that ever was and will be. That's what it means to truly know our real authentic selves. This is very powerful, very potent. And it might seem unrelated. It might seem exasperatingly simple to just invoke the energy that is the inclusion of all things, the encompassing of everything into our lives. But when we start to view ourselves as intricately, not just connected, but the same as one with every other thing in this universe, it drastically changes how we move through the world and the results that we get. So having this experience in nature was just an, a very beautiful opportunity for me to shift my perspective and to find more wholeness in myself. But a way that I have gotten very tangible results in viewing myself as part of everything else, aka living life through the lens of unconditional love, happened like this. So I am a part of a large Toastmasters group here in Austin, Texas. It's called Austin Toastmasters, and it's one of the biggest clubs, I think, in the state, maybe in the country. I'm not sure. There's about 70 plus members. 
And the meetings can get pretty big. The meetings can be up to 70 people. And so there's an opportunity to share my story and share myself and speak in front of a larger audience than I have ever had before. And in doing this, I walked through the experience, the initiation of love, of including myself and everyone else and everything else in how I operate. Because the first time I gave a speech, by the way, I've been a part of this group, Toastmasters, which is an international organization for public speaking. You can go and speak in a non-judgmental environment and better your speaking skills. So I have been a part of Toastmasters for a couple of years, but most of it has been in the virtual environment because a lot of clubs switched to virtual whenever the pandemic hit. And I just had been staying in a virtual club ever since. But now that clubs are meeting in person, I recently transitioned into in-person speeches. And the first time I gave an in-person speech, I wasn't invoking this mindset of oneness. I was invoking the mindset of, okay, I am an individual speaking to a whole group of individuals. And there's not as much power in that. Actually, there's separation and there's fear and there's anxiety in that. And it's very personalized. It's like, okay, I am coming up here and I have to perform because I am this individual being that's trying to provide an experience for all of these other individual beings. Instead of this mindset, I realized I was given the information actually from nature that instead, why don't I view myself as everything? View myself as me but also view myself as every single other person in that room. I am them. And then I'm also the room itself. I'm also all of the chairs and the desk. I am the podium, the lectern. I am all of it. All of it is me. And so now before I give a speech, I meditate and I feel myself transcending and becoming everything. And I just ask that love may flow through me into everything that is me, which seems to be these other beings and these inanimate objects and so on. And when I invoked that mindset instead, it was like night and day. All of a sudden, without having to think about it, my vocal variety increased. I got louder. I got more passionate. I was deeply connecting with the audience. My message was unstoppable. I was working the stage, moving around in ways that were poised and powerful. And it's because I simply surrendered to the all-encompassing cosmic life force of love. This is the power that is available to us in anything that we do. No matter what you do, it doesn't matter what you're doing, doesn't matter where you're doing, it matters how you are doing it. Are you doing it as a separate individual trying to get something, trying to get somewhere? Or are you doing it as a manifestation of love, a channel for divinity to limitlessly flow through and therefore become the strongest magnetic force in the universe. When we become a channel for pure love, everything that we emanate, everything that we send out 
really does come back to us tenfold, immeasurable fold, because that's the way that it works. When you align yourself with the highest, most transformative, most transcendental, most inclusive frequency of love, when you truly align yourself with this, it is impossible to become an energetic match to anything less. So there's that. But let's go back to this idea of the only thing that is real is love and that everything else is an illusion. If the only thing that is real is love, that means truth is synonymous with love. Truth and love are sort of the same. And truth is something that only exists within you, within each of us. Everything that exists outside of us is an illusion. And anything that exists outside of us that claims to be telling the truth is something that can only be pointing us like a guidepost back within our own selves because real truth is something that can only be experienced. Now we live in a world that is of course comprised of illusion because the world, the experience that we are viewing outside of ourselves is innately that. It is illusion. And we have been conditioned by, trained by this illusion of a world to always seek outside of ourselves in order to find truth. When in fact, the real truth only exists inside. And there are a lot of painful, misleading, dysfunctional ideas that we can find ourselves getting wrapped up in, getting lost in victimhood, low vibrational frequencies. When we subscribe to these ideas that are found in the external world of illusion. However, illusion is just that illusion. So we have the choice on a day-to-day basis. Am I going to give my energy? Am I going to feed into illusion or truth? Meaning, am I going to put my energy outward into all of these things that exist outside of me? Social media, other people's drama, movies, TV, music. Or am I going to put my energy into the truth that exists within me, the love that has the opportunity to flow through me and permeate everything that I touch? Am I going to put my energy into things in the external world that remind me to come back home to myself, to constantly be returning to my own truth? It's a simple decision that each of us has the capacity to make. And another thing that I have been divinely guided by spirit to discuss on today's episode has to do with the illusion of celebrity culture. 
I remember a few years back before the pandemic and everything, maybe 2016, I went to a Beyonce concert because Beyonce used to be my favorite celebrity. I felt so inspired by her and I loved her music. So I went to one of her concerts and there was, of course, a ton of people there, a huge crowd, and everyone was seated at their seats, getting settled and just waiting for the show to start. There's kind of a waiting period before any concert begins. And then they started to play commercials for Beyonce's brand, which is Ivy Park, her clothing brand. And it started to shift the energy in the stadium. And people started riling up and getting super excited and giving all of their attention and their love and their desire, and honestly, what is a projection of all of the things that people really emulate and want to be in life onto the stage. And Beyonce hadn't even come out yet. It was just a commercial. And when I saw this, this was even before my spiritual awakening, I was looking around and I was just seeing how mesmerized, how entranced, how enamored all of these people were by the idea of a celebrity. It doesn't even matter which celebrity it is. And I started thinking to myself, I was like, wow, what would happen if we valued ourselves and each other as much as we value these celebrities? And this is a very powerful idea when it comes to the journey of self-love. Because what if we did? What if we viewed ourselves from that main character energy, from that celebrity status energy? Like, wow, I, I deserve an introduction when I come onto stage. I deserve to be insatiably loved, divinely supported, to have a place in my community to be respected because I respect and love and value myself. And because I am capable of seeing myself so clearly, it comes very easily to me to be able to bring that celebratory, loving energy to everyone around me, to honor the divinity that flows through me and through everybody else. And the thing about celebrity culture is that Transcending it doesn't necessarily mean becoming it. Because this is kind of what has taken place in the years since I went to that concert. Is a lot of people started using social media and buying in not to necessarily the energy of truly valuing themselves, but feeding into that illusory energy of celebrity status. Oh, look at me, look at me, because I'm not actually able to fully see myself, right? A lot of people started becoming influencers, where just as in the walk of the celebrity, they have hundreds of thousands or more followers, fans, people that are subscribing to their content, who are following along with their perfectly curated highlight reel of a life. And there's actually a lot of emptiness in all of that. 
Just like there's a lot of emptiness in the lives of celebrities, it's an illusion, it's a facade, it's an appearance, it's not real. So when we try to access that illusion, we're not actually attaining any real value. We're not actually stepping into those projections that we are plastering all over all of the celebrities that we know and love. We are ascending to a higher level of illusion, a higher level of separation in essence. So transcending the celebrity archetype, transcending celebrity culture, rather than trying to emulate it or become it, is what really seems to be part of all of our initiations into real love. Because there is no separation in real love. There is no higher status and lower status. Some people are more worthy than other people in real love. Love is the inclusion of all things. It's not hating a celebrity. It's not loving a celebrity more than we love anybody else. It is including all of it in who we are. So in that sense, it's not about becoming resentful about celebrity culture and pointing the finger and saying, oh, this is so damaging, it's so harmful. I mean, yes, it is. But when we are living in that space of resentment, we are preventing ourselves from being able to transcend. So we're not becoming the illusion, but ideally we are deciding to view it through the very pure lens of love so that it can be naturally dissolved, alchemized, transmuted. And then we will be freed up to focus on, to find and live from our own unique genius rather than getting wrapped up in the illusory version of somebody else's genius. Because despite what the illusion of this world would have us believe, we all came here with a unique gift to share with the world or a unique set of gifts, multiple gifts that all stem from being our most authentic version of self. And we can't be our most authentic version of self if we're always looking outside of ourselves. There's no template. There's no blueprint to be exactly who you came here to be. You can only find the pathway to do that by listening to your own inner truth. Last week, I also talked about the story about the bee, how the bee and many other animals are not thinking with an egoic mind. They're simply following their own nature. The bee wakes up in the morning and it just allows its authentic desire, its innate wisdom, its internal guidance, its intuition, whatever you want to call it, its Tao, to move it wherever it feels like going. And where it feels like going is more likely than not to the flowers that in turn get pollinated from the bee visiting to draw nectar out of it. So the bee is following its own internal guidance system, its own inner truth that can guide it nowhere except to places and activities that are in the bee's highest benefit and therefore in the highest benefit 
of everyone and everything around it. That's how nature operates, in perfect harmony with itself. All of the beings are engaged in this synchronistic dance where everyone's needs are getting met because there is no ego getting in the way. They're all just being led by the flow of life. And even though human beings have an ego and we have illusion to grapple with, we also have access to that innate flow that can guide us through life. And when we let the mind calm down, when we go beyond the mind and into the heart that has our soul plan, when we tap into our internal guidance system, our inner truth, it can guide us in no direction except for the direction that is in perfect alignment with what is in our highest benefit as well as the highest benefit of the environment, of everyone and everything around us. Could you imagine what a beautiful world this would be if we all attained the ability to listen to our own inner truth and actively follow it? Could you imagine how colorful, how joyful, how happy the human experience would be if we were all stepped into our authentic gifts the purpose, the unique reason why each of our souls decided to incarnate into this world. And we had the ability to offer that energy to everyone around us to be in alignment with the transcendental power of love. Honestly, it makes me emotional just thinking about it, thinking about the capacity, the untapped potential that each of us has when it comes to harnessing, channeling, creating from, living through the beautiful cosmic life force of love. So my question for you, dear listener, is how can you step in to the frequency of love today? How can you adjust your lens even a little bit? To view yourself as the inclusion of all things. How can you include everyone, everything, every concept, every energy into the perception of who you are? And how can you step into your most authentic power as a result? Let this be your experiment for the week to come. And if you feel like reaching out and letting me know how it goes, I would be so happy to hear from you. You are more than welcome to leave a feedback survey and include your experience in that feedback survey. I will leave that in the show notes as always. You could also reach out to the Soulful Self Podcast Instagram, sending a message I'm not on there as much these days, but I do still check it periodically. So if you send me something, I will get it. But other than that, I just really hope you are feeling inspired to make the choice to align yourself with love because the benefits far exceed any illusion of momentary, instantly gratifying success that our culture is so subscribed to at this time. The benefits of aligning ourselves with love 
have the power to transform life as we know it. So that's what I'll leave you with today. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. If you do feel inspired, please consider leaving a rating and review wherever you get this podcast and have a blessed day. I'll look forward to talking to y'all next time on the Soulful Self Podcast. Mm -hmm.